Welcome to my show, Revive with Jana. I am your host, Jana Johnson. And this podcast is where you will learn how to become your wellness advocate, how to overcome adversity, and how to heal and balance your body so you can be the best version of you. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to my show. All right. How is everyone today? Happy Wednesday. Thank you all for tuning in to my show. For those of you, if you're seeing this on YouTube and for some reason I look a little darker, that's because I'm doing this late at night because it's the only time that I have. So anyways, I'm sure most of you are listening. I want to talk today about, um, it's a specific chapter in my book, right? So I don't know if you remember or not, but my book is coming out December 11th and it's uh, appropriately titled Unfuck Your Mind. So one of the chapters, it's, uh, it's actually become one of my favorites. It's called Parenting with or Without Chains. And so that's what I want to talk about today. I'm kind of going to share a little freebie today, so to speak, because I'm basically going to talk about this particular chapter. So what I mean by chains is as parents, if we do not heal our wounds and shatter the limiting beliefs that, that we got growing up, then we're constantly in a state of reaction from that. I don't care how old you are, it, it doesn't go away. It just doesn't. There's only one way to do it, and that's by, by shattering those limiting beliefs and healing them. And I don't care if you're 70 years old, you still have them, and you've lived your entire life now, reacting, choosing, behaving, thinking, based upon all of those. And I only know because I had to shatter my own limiting beliefs. So when you're on the other side, it's really, really easy to see. So the chains are exactly your limiting beliefs, right? Nobody wants to teach their kids the same way that they were taught where it was maybe hurtful to them, right? And it's not done on purpose, all right? Don't, I don't want you to think I'm, it's a bad thing. But you don't do it on purpose because you don't even know you're doing it, right? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, whether you're a parent or you're not, or maybe you're going to become one, this is still a really, really good episode. You know, I personally, I never knew if I was going to have kids or not. It wasn't something I was like, oh, I'm going to have kids. I can't wait to have kids. It just, I just didn't know until I knew. And I remember when I felt my my first son, Brady, in me for the first time, I was 10 weeks pregnant and I, I could feel life inside of me. And there's just no way to describe what that feels like. You start to think about like how you're going to parent and the traditions you want to pass down and the things you're going to do different. Your first time parent, you have, you really have no clue at all, right? You only know <laughs> what you were taught, what you see, you know? Yeah. So I had, I had this, this idea of like how things were going to be, and this is what I'm going to do different and all that kind of stuff. We, we all have the choice to change and learn and grow and do differently. Every single one of us do, right? We have free will. You can choose, you can choose if you want to change. And so that's one of the many things I try to teach in my book is like, hey, we don't have to listen to this negative tape in our head and we don't have to do it the same way. There is no one way. I, I, I hate it when people say, oh, that's not normal. Well, what they're saying is that's not normal for them. There is no set standard in this world for what, <laughs> for what normal is because nobody would fit that definition, right? Normal is exactly what is normal for you. 
and nobody else. Okay. You know, I've always just kind of been a little bit of the black sheep of the family. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just meaning like the way I think, right? It's just very different. I have three kids now. Brady was my first. He's 15 now. I've been through a lot, right? I've been through a lot of crap. I've been through Lyme disease, healed myself 100% 10 years ago. I've been through a really, really painful divorce a few years back. And that was the catalyst to me looking back and realizing, hey, I, uh, I got some insecurities that I just realized like, wow, I have been, I've been living my life with these limiting beliefs. I don't know why sometimes you have to just, you have to just go through a lot of pain and you have to just get completely broken for you to see things. If you're a regular listener, then you heard the episode where I talk about adversity. Adversity is your biggest teacher, but only if you choose it. I don't, I don't care if you agree with that or not. It's the damn truth. And if you don't agree with it, you are either still stuck in the middle of an adversity or you just haven't been through a big enough one. But, you know, when you go through something like Lyme disease and then what I went through in a failed marriage, that's just earth shattering. You got two choices there. You stay stuck in that fire, which is adversity or, and become, you know, the victim. Cool. Or you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you say, Hey, Look, I didn't cause it. I didn't do it. I sure the fuck didn't deserve it. What can I learn from this? You know, that's that's the mentality for someone who who wants victory, right? Going through that, that is that's what led to to me becoming fascinated with the mind and the power of the mind. You know, I changed the way I parent for sure because you're not the same person when you shatter your limiting beliefs. You're not the same person when you heal. Until you shatter your limiting beliefs and you heal those wounds from from growing up, and we all fucking have them. You don't have to have a. It doesn't have to be traumatic, right? It doesn't have to be super bad. We're all a product of our environment because we all grew up in an environment, and we're all products of that. So if you find yourself picking any of this apart, you definitely are still in a victim mentality, and you probably would really love my book, December Eleventh. So. I didn't want my kids to carry that burden of passed down unhealed wounds for me. I cannot protect my kids from everything, but I can give them less to deal with by not passing down my own limiting beliefs. And when I, what I'm saying by that is that you live uh, reacting from those constant unhealed wounds and insecurities. So if you're living that way, that means you're, you're thinking that way, you're choosing that way, you're, you're teaching that way. So obviously... As a parent, if, if you have some insecurities and unhealed wounds, you're parenting from that standpoint. That's my point. My kids are going to have their own experiences and adversities. They're going to be a product of their environment. I can only control so much, right? I got to do my job. I got to do what I can do. And I never, ever would have been able to, to be the mom I am today without going through what I went through. Choosing to walk through that fire was the best thing I ever did. You know what happens when you walk through that fire? It's adversity, you know, honey, it burns the parts of you that needed to be burned, that were not serving you good. That's what it does. Let it burn, baby. So I cannot stop the storms from coming into my kids' lives, no matter how bad I want to. But I can show them how to overcome and shatter any limiting beliefs that might take root 
you know, and I can only do that because I have done it. You cannot teach or embody or speak or do from anything you haven't experienced. It's not possible. My kids have seen me transform into who I am today. I've hopefully shown them that the uncomfortable times in life are our teachers, if we choose, in order for them to grow and become who they're meant to be. I have absolutely no idea what it's like as a kid to have your parents divorce and the life you've always known just be completely uprooted. That experience alone for them is obviously is going to create limiting beliefs and wounds. It's just a fact. If you disagree with that, you're a blind fool. So we have to make sure to let our kids know that it's okay to be sad and mad. You know, if any of you have ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, you know, you're pretty much a sissy if you cry, right? You can only be happy. That's it. Happy. They can be unhappy. They can be stressed out. They can be mad, but not you. you Got to be perfect. But as parents, they tell their kids, you know what? You can't be sad. You can't be mad. And if you're a boy and you cry, holy moly. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit and it's poisonous. But their feelings are valid. They need to feel them. And the only way we can teach our kids how to deal with the not-so-fun emotions is by what? Is by showing them ourselves, right? If you run in the bathroom every time we cry, look, hey, I got three kids. I know, I know about the bathroom, right? I know that's where we all go sometimes to take a break and the kids come Kids have been in the room all damn day, 10 hours. As soon as you go in that bathroom and lock the door because you need to breathe, they're going to be knocking at your damn door every single time. But sometimes, sometimes we got to show our kids that, hey, mom, dad, we're not perfect and we get upset too and we get sad sometimes. But what I learned was that I needed to let my kids be there for me. How can I teach my kids empathy? And how to deal with other people's emotions if I don't give them that opportunity. And I remember the moment I did that a few years ago. I was just so sad. Um, I was going through something really, really tough in, in the divorce. It just came out. And my kids, all they wanted to do was make me feel better. They brought me tissues. They gave me words of affirmation. They gave me affection. And it was in that moment I realized that uh, I needed that. But it was really good for my kids and like, hey, it's okay to take that wall down, mom, dad. It's okay. It's okay to let your kids see. I never knew. I never knew how they would react to something like that, right? It just happened. And and it was it was so beautiful to see my kids have so much empathy. So I think it's really, really important. We don't always have to it's like you either show your kids your when you're frustrated or when you're happy. And we don't show them all the other stuff, yet we tell them how we expect them to be when someone else is sad, right? But we have to give them that opportunity. We can learn from our kids. They can show us and teach us things. We grew up in a much different time than our kids are. Of course, there's going to be some commonalities and, and at certain ages, right? 10-year-olds do this, 12-year-olds do this, 8-year-olds do this, 15 But our kids are growing up in a much different environment with the technology and it's just all so different. It's it's not our environment, it's theirs. So we got to let them teach us, right? And at the same time, I do think our kids have much, they have a lot more hindrances today. I think social media for kids is a toxin. And I, I honestly don't think kids 
should be able to even do Snapchat anymore. I had no idea Snapchat was, you know, such a, a social platform for messaging. I think TikTok and Snapchat and any social media for kids is just absolute poison for their minds. They're in a constant state of comparison. The bullying, the stupid, dumbass ideas that people have for their kids to do. Like, oh, you should eat a Tide Pod. Oh, great. That sounds good. Let's go viral with that. Good idea. Like, come on, man. We we got to take more control of what our kids hear and what they see. You know, I know I can control the environment that my kids have when they're home with me. And so I do my very, very best and I'm not perfect. But I believe our home for our kids, it should be their sanctuary. And it is up to us as parents to teach our kids what unhealthy is and what healthy is, not just with food, but I'm talking about um, mentality, emotions, their environment, that, that's what shapes you, okay? Mental strength and your emotional strength, that's what's going to get you through life. That's what's going to get you through the tough shit because it's going to come. Physical strength, yeah, I mean, sure, but guess what? Physical strength, anybody can 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 obtain that and gain that. But if you got a weak mind and you don't know how to deal with emotions and you're not validating how your kids feel and you're not showing them, it's a monkey see, monkey do, folks. The best thing you could ever do for your kids is to make sure that they're mentally strong and emotionally strong. That's the best gift you can ever give. But can you give it if you do not have it? Absolutely fucking not. You have no way to teach something that you don't even know yourself. And that is my point in this chapter in the book. Parenting with or without chains. You got to choose one. If you think you don't have any, you've either done the healing or you need to. My kids are my everything. They're my inspiration. Uh, my motivation. They keep me curious. They keep me young. They keep me energetic. Definitely keep me on my toes. There's absolutely nothing I wouldn't do for them. God gives you kids. It's a blessing. Your kids are not your trophies. Your kids are not put here to live out your dreams. Your kids were made the way they were made for the life they are meant to live. If they have their purpose, do not get in the way of their purpose. You do not need to like it. You do not need to agree with it. They need to be happy with it. It needs to be their passion. So I think it's really, really important that we teach our kids self-love and acceptance and to how to be authentic because that's what sets you apart is being authentic. Never tell your kids you're ashamed of them. Never tell them they're dumb or stupid or anything like that because you can't take your words back. So you better be real, real careful with the words you say because you're the one that has to chew them, my friends. Our kids are going to grow up. They're going to move out. But let's not push them out of the house. You push your kids out of the house when you constantly apply pressure, make them feel like they can't do enough, they're not good enough. If you're super critical, judgmental, your kids have a voice. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason, and that is because listening is more important. And parents these days, too many parents, 
think that you're just supposed to constantly be saying, yes, no, this is why, because I said so, with a whistle around your neck. That's not parenting. That's the, that's the coach's job at the school, okay? You're a parent. You were put there to listen to your kids, to validate your kids. You do not need to agree with their emotions. Just because you don't feel what someone else feels doesn't make it invalid. Empathy is one of the best things you can teach your kids. You cannot teach it if you do not give it. That's really, really, really important. Empathy does not discriminate based on whether someone thinks the emotions are valid. Empathy does not question. Empathy is simply given. And relatability, relatability is the only way you can truly reach your kids when they when they mess up, right? Kids are going to mess up. They're going to do something. You're going to be surprised. You're going to be like, what the heck? What were you thinking? I get it. I, got, I have two teenagers. I get it. But you know what? I messed up when I was young and that's how I learned things. So you know, when you make a mistake, I don't care how old you are, you you already feel embarrassed, disappointed in yourself, ashamed. Bah. You don't need to add to that when your kids feel that way, right? They don't add to it and make them feel worse. Why don't you just be there like, like, hey, do you like the way you feel? Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that. That's You, you need to listen to your kids. You, you need to be able to relate to them like, yeah, you know what? I did some dumb things too when I was growing up. Relatability is how you reach your kids when they mess up, not criticizing. Relatability is reachable. It's the same with everyone. Kids are adults. We were all kids once. We all made dumb decisions. So let's just not pretend otherwise. Give your precious babies grace and understanding, and you can reach them in order to teach them. Be approachable to your kids, and they will be sociable with you. So, as I said in the beginning of the episode, the fires that come our way, that's adversity. So just remember that the fires you choose to not walk through, you leave burning for your kids. A lot of that came out of a chapter. If you're watching this on video and you kept wondering why I was looking over, it's because I was literally looking at the chapter of my own book. Once again, December 11th, get ready, share Get ready to unfuck your minds on December 11th. I cannot wait to share it with you all. By the way, I have a YouTube channel and it's kind of new and I always forget to mention it, but you can go check it out if you want to see the podcast episodes. If you want to watch the long versions, there's little shorts there. I'm new to YouTube, so, so bear with me as I learn. You know, tell a friend about me and subscribe and rate and leave some comments send me some questions. Let me know if there's something you want me to talk about. I love you all. I hope you all have a great hump day because it's Wednesday. And I hope you all have a great rest of the week. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show and make sure and go to revivebyjana.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter. You can follow me on Instagram at revivebyjana to see my health tips and advice.